0: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to the Final Four. It's not on the schedule. He is Rod. I am Cameron. Oh, and Michigan State loses 50-69, to 69. Um, Rod, and just a, a horror show that I hope I never get to see again. Um, Michigan <laughs> celebrating a Big Ten championship to make things even worse. Um, yeah. God, that sucked. What's your thoughts?
1: Well, uh, look, I I think that it was very clear to me that – and there's some – strategic things were one big one that we can talk about that need to change for Sunday, but I'm not trying to let them off the hook because it was a terrible performance. But when I look at the nature of it, um, that looked to a team, like a team to me that just after a certain point had nothing left to give. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't get a made three all night or for nine. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look. There might have been a game in the three-point shooting era where that happened to Michigan State, but there can't be many. And it might be the only one. I don't know. I had the sound off in the second half, so I, I don't know if they referenced it. Um, <laughs> but it's far from I could only take so much. Uh, but uh, – and even even non-threes, it's just that second half. You just And even to some degree in the first half, there were a lot of shots – At the rim that they just were, or near the rim, they just weren't converting. Mm. And and then in the second half, it got worse. A guy like a worse, it got a guy like Aaron Henry and Josh Langford, the two guys who have carried him just could not find it. And I thought the first like 25 minutes of that game, I thought Aaron was really good. I thought he was the best player on the floor, either team, as a matter of fact. And then it seemed to me like he just hit a wall. Nothing could drop, everything was short. Um, same thing for Josh, you know, Josh hit a couple shots early and then nothing, you know, it just was not going to fall for him. So uh, every 50, 50 ball, it seemed to me went Michigan's way, you know, and they just worked harder, but they also looked like the fresher team to me. Yeah. So again, not an excuse. The bottom line is if you want to change the outcome on Sunday, you have to find a way to play much, much, much harder than they did tonight. I just, mm-hmm. my take on it is I don't know if they were physically capable of doing much more than they did tonight. Cause it was so all encompassing mm-hmm. and in the areas, most of the areas, at least that you would expect it to show up. You're not getting loose balls. Michigan, not a great offensive rebounding team. They're getting a lot of second chance points. They had one more second chance point than MSU had in this game. That should not happen. Hmm. Um, but it happened, um, you know, late to loose balls, um, late and they, they will. This is a strategic thing, too. If, in fact, it was strategy and not just lack of energy and effort. But you cannot go under screens against this team. You can't do it. And they basically killed them with yeah. that. Wagner, in particular, you should never, ever go under a screen with that kid or Smith. Cannot do it. Bottom line and Michigan State did it repeatedly. So it makes you wonder if it, it it seems to suggest it was the way they decided to play it. If that's the case, that should be radically different on Sunday because that didn't work. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking some of that inability to fight over the top of screens might have been an energy thing, too. Um, so, yeah, just one to forget. The one saving grace, man, Maddie Sissoko in what they call Ken Palm time. <laughs> You know, down the stretch, so you're, you shrink a margin so it's not as bad. This was looking like it might be another 30-point or 30-point-plus deficit. It ends up 19. That might not strike you as a huge thing, and I wouldn't argue it's a huge thing, but it might be marginally positive for Michigan State. Mm-hmm. But they got beat but didn't get totally run out of the gym the way they have on some other occasions. Yeah, um, when they
0: got beat by Rutgers by 30, their Ken Palm rating just dropped unbelievable
1: after that yeah. game. So I think a loss against this team in their gym by 19 is not a very big deal. Yeah, I wouldn't it think looks. so. End, if you watch the game, you know they were completely outclassed in the second half. But um, it wasn't. You know, and here's the thing. I thought Michigan was pretty good. If I was Juwan Howard, I don't feel like I played a great game. They had 14 turnovers, which is a huge number for them. Two more than MSU had. Mm. They were really sloppy, um, and and I thought that uh, I thought that the big kid Dickinson did not have a great game. Some of that was due to Michigan State. I let Michigan State's bigs, other than Kiffier, who just Physically could not guard him, and that yeah. is another thing that should not be repeated on Sunday. Uh, but the other guys did a pretty good job at making him work. They kind of contained him. It was, it was the other guys. I don't think they had a good answer for Smith. They certainly didn't have a good answer for Bogner. Uh, Brooks hurt him, and then on the other end, Michigan. I mean, when you go eight minutes without scoring a point and nine minutes without a field goal, you're going to get beat badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by almost anybody. So. In fairness to Michigan, I don't know that they feel like they brought their A game. It certainly wasn't a bad effort, but they weren't, there are things that they're capable of doing better than they did in this one, you know?
0: I mean, w- when it was like 12, number. 14 minutes left and it was still like, you know, maybe in striking distance, Michigan State got like five stops in a row.
1: They just they could did not it. They get, get anything. That, that was the period where it was obvious to me Aaron Henry was out of gas because he took a lot of shots in that stretch if i recall correctly mm-hmm. and they were all short all short and they were and they were shots frankly the types of shots that he's been hitting yeah you know that the mid range in the lane jumper he had a he had a low post opportunity that's another thing it's got to change they had Eli Brooks at least twice in the post once with Henry and once with Malik Hall, they come up empty. Eli Brooks, a good defender, but he should not be able to stop those guys on the blocks. Mm-hmm. You know, that's got to change. Um, so it was, it was all of, of those types of things. You're right. That was a stretch where you just, and I had the same thought, like if we could just get two or three shops, shots to drop in this stretch, you can make it a ball game again. Mm-hmm. You could get it within single digits. Potentially. They just couldn't do it. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Are you surprised they didn't? We we were talking about maybe they go small ball a little bit more, and and, and my thought was we'll put uh, or your thought somebody thought it put Henry on Wagner. And th- yeah,
1: that that might be a change they make, but um, you know, again, the problem is you ran, and this was very definitely the case in this game with the way it was officiated in the first half. You run a real risk of taking Aaron Henry out of the game. And Wagner and is a guy who will take the ball to the rim. And so he is capable of drawing contact. And so that's a risk. I, I don't know. In, in the next one, I think you probably have to get past those kind of thoughts and just say, we got we to gotta shoot our best shot. And yeah. if you believe your best shot is Aaron Henry guarding him, then that's what you got to do. But um, I understand the rationale why they didn't in this one. The problem I had is there were a lot of options. There was a stretch where, and I'm pretty positive, it wasn't, it had to be switches. I don't know, but there were were two or three possessions in that second half where Malik Hall was guarding Smith. Yeah. And for long stretches, I mean, it wasn't just, okay, he got caught. It was multiple seconds at least. And it kept happening. I'm like, you can't. You can't do that. You're go- that's going to get exploited. One, one thing that's very clear about the way that Juwan Howard coaches is, I think it's something that he has brought from his NBA background. I, from what I've observed, Michigan is now the polar opposite of what they were under John Beeline. Against, uh, under John Beeline, I did not think they were always a great um, matchup team. Where, where you get a mismatch, yeah. uh, they just punish it, right? Most college teams aren't. Most college teams are really, really poor at it. It's the single biggest difference between the college game and the NBA, in my opinion, is when you watch the NBA, if there's a mismatch, the vast, vast, vast majority of the time it gets punished. In college, it's a crapshoot. You remember that stretch right. the year where, two years ago where MSU beat M three straight times? Um, multiple times – They had John Teske matched up with Cassius Winston in the post and they couldn't score. Mm. Now, these Michigan teams, I think, are, from what I've observed, are better in that area. If they get a mismatch, they punish you. Um, That reminds me of that. Conversely, Michigan State did a terrible job, uh, other than one or two occasions, of punishing mismatches. There was a time, Aaron had Yeah, Dickinson. Yep. and they, and they punished them there, but man, those two times in the post I'm talking about, they didn't punish them. There are times Joey Hauser was in the post against a small player, they didn't punish it. I mean, Michigan, the, the thing that I was left with from this game is this Michigan team does what all really good teams do at this level, which is when you make mistakes or even when you have opportunities that you don't take advantage of, mm-hmm. that you don't convert they will make you pay for that. Yeah. Even in the first half, man. And when that, when things kind of got away from every time Michigan state would have an opportunity, you know, to get it to three whatever it was. And they had a good shot opportunity and they just didn't hit it. There were a couple of those. Marble had one. Henry had one at the rim where they just went in and out. They didn't, they couldn't convert it. Michigan would come down and score. Yeah. They just, they don't it's let like you. Like these four
0: point out. swings.
1: Like, yeah oh yeah a lot of those you know and then and then I think obviously we should if we're talking about this one the the thing that's on the minds of a lot of Michigan State people is the the Aaron Henry flagrant foul call and I, I well let's start with you what did you think yeah
0: well I don't know I mean isn't the rule technically a flagrant one is any contact to the face correct um I don't know i mean that was contact to the face
1: correct <laughs> that that's where i am by the letter of the rule that is the correct call
0: and that's bo borowski like he well he's, he's the fourth rated referee in an audit like 200 that's a guy that's just going to make calls like he's not gonna let he's not a type of guy who's just gonna let you play like he right. wants to, to get his yeah, rating up you know
1: exactly and it's it's yeah, he's he's not a favorite of mine. That's putting it mildly. They've lo- Michigan
0: State's lost... I, a random stat, they've lost every single game he repped this year.
1: Yeah. Which
0: I'd is like to like know five what his
1: number is, because it seems like it would be poor. Um, but in any event, uh, I agree with you. But this is this is where the problem comes in. By the letter of the rule, it was absolutely the right call. So I have no problem with it on that level. However we know that frequently that same play would not be called a flavor. Yeah. They would, they would just say play on. And, and that's the problem with it. That's why I have a problem with the rule in general, because it is inconsistently applied. And, you know, if the idea is we need to take these plays out of the game to protect players, even though we know that shit, 90% of them that get called, are clearly unintentional. And 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 I would venture the vast majority of those are like the Aaron Henry play, where it was also clearly not an example of him playing recklessly. Yeah. Like the, the Maddie Sissoko play, okay. You could say he was being reckless. Aaron Henry wasn't being reckless. And that, in my, this is totally anecdotal, I can't prove this, but in my experience watching a lot of college basketball, the majority of these flagrant ones are those types of plays and not plays with intent or plays where a guy is just so totally out of control that you want to say, Hey, you got to reel it in because you're Mm -hmm. playing in a way that endangers others. Right. Um, But so what is the intent of the rule then? Really? What are we trying to do here? Because a play like Aaron Henry's you're never going to legislate that out of the game. Yeah. It was a basketball move. He was following through and he happened to be the guy was in the wrong place and he happened to make contact with his elbow. That's, that's what happened, and that would happen no matter what. My point I, being, just so I'm clear, Aaron Henry is not going to experience that call and then play differently going forward, right? right yeah. He's not going to say, well, I can't do that. Well, that was a shot attempt mm-hmm. where he was being closely guarded. So what do you, you, know, what's the point? So you know, I, think I think you got to look at changing that rule. I don't sense that there's any momentum to do that, but it, it's, it's just not a good rule. The big thing for MSU was it changes the half in a major way, first and foremost because it was Aaron Henry's second foul. And they went from when he hit that free throw, that second free throw, to down four in a, whatever it was, like four minutes or so, mm-hmm. to down 11 at the half. So minus seven. After Aaron Henry leaves the floor, um, that says it all. It took a, a very competitive game and pushed it to a double-digit margin at the half on that one call, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, regardless of whether you agree with the call or not, it was a pivotal moment in the game. It changed the direction of the game.
0: Like, I like in the last game, there was a similar situation where Langford had the ball on the sideline and kind of you know, wafted the ball over and it looked at first, like he hit the guy with his elbow and he did this right. big old flop. And then it's like, well, it doesn't really look like he hit him. So was it a flop or what? And right. they gave Langford the benefit of the doubt on that. Even if he touched him, even if he grazed him, technically the letter of the law is no ha- no right. contact to the face. But that's, right. that's one of those things where you let it go because it's like, it didn't have any impact on anything He's not hurt. There's no no intent. That's
1: right, and 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 that's an important point too. Let's remember the Aaron Henry play. He was fouled first,
0: right. And I think that's so that what partially led to
1: follow through, right.
0: I mean, if you're getting hacked all over on on your side as you're trying to get an and
1: one, he, he's just trying to defend Correct.
0: his hacking off,
1: like, which is why, and, and trying to make a play, which is why through the contact, which is why I'm saying. It it will never it will never result in Aaron Henry even being able to change anything about what he did in that play.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So then, what it comes down to is, well, you're you're penalizing a guy for, I guess, bad luck, and and that should never be the basis of a foul. But this is not a Bo Borowski problem, even other than the fact that you know some guys, as you say, would let it go. The fact of the matter is if your job as an official is to adhere to the rule book, well, he did that. Yeah. So I'm not trying to let him off the hook. I think he's a, I'm not a fan of him as an official to say the least. And I thought that first half due to him and his crew was very hard to watch. Mm-hmm. They, they stopped doing it in the second half. They stopped blowing the whistle as much in the second half, but that first half, both ways, there were calls that just did not need to be made. Right. I saw Graham couch on Twitter, uh, tweeted something like he apparently in the late 90s he used to ref i think he said seventh grade basketball some some very very young level of play and he said i could have called a travel or a foul on literally every play Mm. i did these guys are doing the equivalent of that and he's right you know that's it probably has something to do
0: with the way they're evaluated
1: it does it does and and so then we get to this perverse in my mind system that we have um, where they are evaluated based on how closely they are adhering to the way the rule book says it should be called. And so guys theoretically at least can get punished for not calling that flagrant one, let's say, if it's reviewed and the uh, the head of officials decides or whoever's doing the evaluation decides, well, that should have been called flagrant one there, you're penalized for it. Yeah, they don't shrug this, sh- and that can lead to not getting NCAA tournament opportunities. You know, there there are things that are impacted by that assignments. Um, so it's look my my position on this stuff is pretty simple. I, I look at it pretty simply: the intent of fouls in the first place in the sport of basketball, really any game, but let's we're talking basketball, is to prevent unfair advantages being gained due to a a play that we deem to be, again, unfair, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you knock a guy when he's going for a shot. You, you body check him. We have deemed, okay, that's unfair because sufficient to the point that he should be penalized for it because it makes it more difficult than it should otherwise be for the offensive player to make a shot. Um, that's the simplest way of looking at what the purpose of fouls should be. Um, we've gotten very, very far away from that, in my opinion. All the stuff about it hasn't been so bad this year in my view, but you know, the freedom of movement stuff we've seen in recent years, you know, a lot of this stuff where I think what they're doing doesn't adhere to what I just said, which right. is what the intent of rules should be which is to make the game, as you have determined it should be played, fair. So many foul calls. The Aaron Henry one is an example of this. Was there anything that impacted Michigan negatively in that play? No. In fact, Michigan committed the foul just before it.
0: Yeah.
1: So should that be a foul? I I think it's questionable. But anyway, I don't want to get too hot up on, on that. It didn't... It it definitely changed the game, but um, it, it's inconsistent with right what I've seen
0: because there was also the play with Rocket Watson, Race Thompson, that they let go as incidental contact. Yeah, how was that any different? There is no absolutely no difference in right. that play and the play that we saw with Aaron Henry, and Race Thompson
1: got hit pretty damn hard. Yep. So, yep. well, this is what I this is what I'm saying. It's this is what drives people crazy is the inconsistency of it. But if you're evaluating the play itself, it's saying, did Bo Borowski blow the call? No, he did not. Mm -hmm. It was the correct call by the rule book. We're talking about something else, which is, well, two things. One, we're talking about the impact that it had, which was big. And then secondarily, you know, in a broader sense, is this good for the game? Is having this rule? good for the game is it accomplishing an objective that is worthy of being accomplished that's where i get to yeah is when if if you're trying to take intent and recklessness out of the game then make it dependent upon intent and recklessness and i understand the objection to that as well judging intent is so subjective it's hard to do well i'd rather have that going on than the vast majority of these calls being made, where they truly are a result of inadvertent plays, and oftentimes like this one, where it didn't impact jack shit.
0: Mm-hmm. And it they had five nothing. minutes to look at it. I mean, it's not like yeah, they, you, it took it's a not long
1: like... time. You're right. Yeah. Uh, well, whatever. I mean, yeah. we, I think we talked that one to death, but that was a big play.
0: Well, it, you know, as far as the players go, Rod. Right, I mean, I. I do think the bigs played pretty well in this game. I mean, Marvel I had too. some pretty good moves down low. Um, uh, Bingham had that nice little face up jumper. You know, the, there's just like these moments from Bingham that you look at it yep. and it's just like, holy crap, man.
1: Yep. I I agree. I think everybody except Kithier, Kithier was just overwhelmed. And, yeah. I mean, listeners know I'm generally a fan of the things that Thomas does, but in this matchup, I, I don't even know if I would be playing him against Austin Davis because Austin Davis is also the wrong kind of player for Kithier to be guarding in the post. He'll use his body too to just kind of carve out space, walk him down on the blocks, and Thomas isn't big enough to stop him. I thought the other guys though. Maddie obviously had that burst late that was good for him against Scrubs mostly, but yeah. you know, <laughs> but the other two guys, Marble and Bainum. I would be going into that game on Sunday and saying, okay, we got a 40 minute game. You guys are splitting, you know, 35 minimum, Mm. you know, maybe working a little more Maddie in this one. I was surprised he didn't get turns earlier. I would probably give, give Maddie Kithier's spot in that big rotation in the next game, Mm. just because physically he's got a chance, you know, um, but I am with you. I thought those guys obviously they didn't do nearly enough. But I I thought Michigan State did an okay job against their guy. You know, I mean, what are the I, I'm sorry we're talking here. I don't know the numbers in front of me. What did what did Dickinson shoot? Uh, he was only six for eight. Well I mean, eight, okay. eight
0: attempts is 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 low he, for him. But though.
1: he had but but he went three for three against Kithier. Yeah, where he just bullied him. So take those away. He's three for five. Um, I thought they did a pretty good job of denying him the ball. I didn't think they made they made post pass post entry easy. Yeah, because um, two, th-
0: two of those uh, two uh, two more of those field goals were like slips where he got. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, in pure post up opportunities, he didn't get a lot done. No, so I'm with you. That's quietly that was a a small positive for MSU enough that I think they can feel okay going into Sunday and say, guys, give a similar effort in that area. And we do some other things better. And maybe it's a different story. Mm, yeah. Uh, we,
0: you know, we'd look the rocket watt, six points, three for
1: eight. Um, He had the offense going a little bit better. Um, he was aggressive, mm-hmm. which was good. And he was actually getting to good shots. I didn't see him take shots that I thought were forced or poor choices.
0: Yeah.
1: He couldn't hit. I mean, he did hit three, but, um, he just, he missed some shots. He missed a couple, uh, attempts in the lane that were good. Were good plays. Yeah. He blew by the defender. He got to a spot where you want him to get to. He just didn't finish him. And that there was a lot of that, even in the first half when they were competitive, there was a lot of that going on by MSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was okay.
0: Not much from Gabe, zero for two, two points. Yeah, yeah. Just didn't and really quiet, make an impact. Quiet
1: game from him. Never got on track. And you know, give credit to Michigan in this sense. Michigan really, really did a, a very good job, in my opinion, of just not giving MSU many clean looks from three. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially the guys like Gabe that are weapons. I didn't feel like Gabe ever really got loose. Now, some of that has got to be on Michigan State's offense to create those opportunities by virtue of the way they're playing. But, um, yeah, he just never had an opportunity to get on track. And that's – Michigan State can't win a game against this team if that's happening. You know, I said – we'll talk about it in the Keys. You know, I had hoped that the three guys, you know, Henry, Langford and then Gabe would be there, and I thought Michigan State probably needed a fourth. Well, they didn't even get the third. And the top – Guys struggled at times. Yeah. So,
0: and what what do you think about Joey Joey's game tonight?
1: You know, uh, early on, mistakes on defense that were driving me nuts. But I want to start with the positives. When he first came in, he had a stretch of play. He had, um, he had a rebound. Oh no, I'm sorry. He had that backdoor pass to Aaron Henry. Yeah, that was nice. He had a strip of Dickinson in the post, which led to a turnover. And then he took, I forget who was guarding him, he took somebody to the rim and converted at the rim. It was a stretch of play that was as good as any burst I've seen from Joey Hauser in a while. Mm -hmm. And then after that, throw it in the trash can. I mean, Brandon Johns is okay, but Brandon Johns should not be whipping your ass, taking you to to the post. Yeah. And or bucket on penetration and just finishing through you. That shit should not happen. And Joey's not giving up size to Brandon Johns yeah. either. Um yeah, I I thought defensively. he then there was really
0: that, bad. that cutter that he didn't Yep. He didn't pick up.
1: And and you know right, exactly, where Smith got underneath the basket and fed uh I can't remember who it was for the for the layup. You're right. Joey yeah. was late. Um that's, to me, that's where the off season starts for Joey Hauser. He's got to get better there, and then you turn to the changes that he needs to make in his offensive game mm-hmm. to be more post-focused. That's also on the MSU staff, too. But, um, yeah, his defense was just unacceptable mm-hmm. in this game. And um, he's a guy who shouldn't be exhausted. Because he hasn't been playing the kind of minutes that a Henry and a Langford and Brown have. Yeah. So that I don't buy that for him. I just think he played badly. And after a great start, it's disappointing.
0: You know I, I, In the presser, Izzo's presser, he had talked. He'd mentioned Jack Hoybird when they were talking about um,
1: yeah
0: lineups and stuff. And he did get in uh, late here. But yeah, is that? Do you think that's something? I mean, now that Foster Lawyer is out for the season with shoulder no. surgery,
1: no. No, 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 I don't.
0: <laughs> no, okay.
1: Let's just leave it at that. No, I don't.
0: Well, I just he. Why would he bring it up? Yeah, you know, I don't know.
1: Because but, he's because he's Izzo, and Izzo says things like that sometimes. Yeah. That I, I brought him in. Notice when the game was about thirty. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I take nothing I, from it.
0: I feel like he he gets it up the court good.
1: I don't know. Yeah, about his I'm audience, not trying but... to bag on Jack Hoiberg. I think Jack Hoiberg, as far as a walk on goes. Is a, a pretty okay player, but no, he's not the answer in this. Well,
0: I know not no. an answer. But... The
1: answer, the answer for Michigan State in this is the following: you get respectable play at least out of Watts and Hogard, and then if you are in it where you get down to near winning time, then you shift to the Henry and Langford combination. Mm. That is the equation that is possible for this team. It, it does. Jack Hoiberg doesn't. <laughs>
0: okay uh, let's see for keys um... where did my keys go well the first one was guard the arc
1: yeah I remember not, that. not good now, now Michigan averages 19 and a half, three attempts a game they took 16 so you held them below that and two for five in the first half they hit seven though So near 50%. And the thing that bothers me is even some of the misses were really quality looks. I did not think Michigan State did a good job at all. And, And again, it's the one thing coming out of this game that I think strategically has to be changed to give you a chance to win on Sunday. You cannot go under picks the way they were. And they were doing it regularly. You can't do it. These guys shoot the ball too damn well. And, and the problem is when you do that, you take like Brooks was the guy who hit the first one, right? Yeah. It was a it was an example of that. Somebody went whoever was guarding him went under a pick, might have been Josh, I don't remember who. And you take a guy who's a mid thirties three point shooter, and you probably bump him to a mid 40s shooter. Wagner, same deal. I think he shoots like thirty seven percent. What did he shoot in this game? Four for six. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You're, you're taking guys that are good shooters but not great ones and you're making them great can't have it i mean they were lucky leverage really didn't get loose yeah he only it's... got
0: two attempts 1 for 2
1: yeah and he's the guy who can really kill you um same thing for brown you know brown's another guy who seems to have a knack um and he didn't do any damage so they got other guys than what we saw tonight that could do the job and they didn't we didn't even see them but Strategically, that to me is the biggest thing that needs to change. Um, they got to fight over the top of picks somehow, some way. They got to find the energy, the strength, the toughness to do it. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, because playing it the way they did tonight, you're asking for trouble again.
0: Uh, and then paint offense. I mean, part of that. It, I mean, the points in the paint is a little bit skewed because Maddie went kind of crazy in, in the last well, and they <laughs> few had a, minutes. They but... had a good. They had a
1: good start. Aaron had a good start and Aaron was playing the way he needs to play. You know, what was the, I, I hold on 30 a to 26 I, is the points in the paint total. MSU to UM. MSU had the four point advantage. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, you can inflate that a little bit with what Sissoko did at the end, but even so that makes it, you know, this is a rare example of a time where the vast majority of Michigan state's point production came in the paint and it didn't, result in good things Um, I still think they need to be better in that way than they were today they certainly need to convert better than they did as we talked about especially when the game was still there in the first half was competitive there were a lot of good shot opportunities around the rim that they just did not put
0: down yeah yeah
1: or in the in the paint let's say I mean rocket had a few Henry had at least one I recall uh, marble had one right under the rim that just kind of spun out. Mm. Um, you got to convert those and they didn't. So I, I think the fact, look, they only shot what they took nine threes at this game. Yeah. Malik had a, so, a, a,
0: a, an easy one that he didn't get in the paint either. Um, who's that? That Malik Hall.
1: Right. Right. Yes. On a post up. That's yeah. right. He had Eli Brooks and he didn't convert. Um, so the the game plan from that perspective, I think was okay. It's just, they, they just were not efficient. You know, what did they, what was the final shooting number? It's abysmal. I'm sure from the floor.
0: Oh, from, uh, from the floor, it's 36%.
1: Yeah. You you gotta be better than that. And again, Maddie boosted that a little bit late. It was probably more like 33, 34. Yeah. For that late run. Um, that's not acceptable either. But again, I, I do think, especially in the second half, I, I think that's a team where at least its best players just hit a wall. Yeah, didn't have anything left in the tank because you were seeing those guys missing shots they've been hitting, and they were still getting those shots. They just weren't able to finish them.
0: Yeah, I can't even. I can't remember a time where they didn't hit one three-pointer.
1: No, well, know. that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure if it's the first time it's happened since the advent of the shot, but if it's if it's not, <laughs> if it's not it hasn't happened often I mean really dead yeah. serious i i' I can't ever remember it um I mean it just you know it just doesn't happen and and it, and the sad thing is man, the shots they put up this was not a case of oh it just went in and out on them they weren't close no they were not they were not robbed. In those nine misses you know uh so it, turnovers was the third key uh this one winds up 14 12 know. michigan had two more than msu yeah. uh, a, a surprise because michigan generally takes decent care of the ball but as i did noted in our preview um this is not the job line michigan teams they're still good in that area but they're not where the top 10 group, the way they used to be, they will make mistakes under, under Howard. And so this was a surprise, but it's not like a massive surprise. Mm -hmm. And and that's the thing. This is what I'm saying. Michigan can come away from this saying, Hey, we didn't bring our A game. We were sloppy. Yeah. Yeah. We did some things well, but we were sloppy. And so if they tighten that up in at Breslin, well, then Michigan state's got to make improvements massively in other areas. Mm Mm-hmm. Michigan was actually trying to give him a chance.
0: Uh, So the fourth key, Bingham. Only two points, one for one, uh, four rebounds.
1: Didn't play enough. Didn't play enough for me. What was his his minutes total?
0: 14.
1: Yeah. That's not that far off what he normally plays. But I just felt things were better with him on the floor. And so to me maybe it's not a massive difference maybe between he and marble it's like you know 17 or 18 each Mm. you know but i i thought when markey was out there i thought he acquitted himself well he had four rebounds um you know he's a defensive presence i do think he showed that he's capable of guarding and bothering their kid yeah um he was you doing know,
0: good on the entries. He's been doing good on the yep, entries.
1: Exactly. Did not post denial. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I I think it was a positive night for him and for Julius. Yeah. Uh, and then the fourth kid, oh, we did, surprise. Is the we we kid. not only didn't get it, we didn't <laughs> even really get the second guy. Forget the third or the fourth because Josh just did not have you know Aaron Henry, the only guy in double digits. I think he had fourteen. It was a really efficient 14, and then it became a not very efficient 14 as he just kept missing shots in the second half. Uh, But nobody else was able to join him, and they they just can't. I I maintain for the game on Sunday, the same thing is going to apply. They got to get Aaron and Josh and Gabe all playing well to one extent or another together, and then they need one more guy Mm. pitching in. And so they didn't even come close. I mean, the closest would be Sissoko. Yeah, Sissoko. Cool. That doesn't speak that well. Was a of nice i think Mark Markey, I thought, and Marble did some things well, but it wasn't what I'm talking about. It wasn't, and those guys are not guys you could expect to be, you know, to put up 10, 12, 14 points.
0: Yeah.
1: And they're probably not going to do that. So, although I will say this one other thing I think that look to me to be something they can look to for Sunday. When Julius marble is on the floor, if he can continue holding his own enough defensively to um, stay out there, they need to look to him in the post a little more because I thought he looked the rare occasions where they did that, you know, he converted one pretty easily. And I thought he looked natural doing it. And I, I don't think, their kid was bothering him. Mm-hmm. So that's something to me. Maybe you try to get established a little earlier and a little more insistently, he, you know, he's just got
0: quick enough moves for like, yep. a, a, a against this guy that's like seven one two fifty. that he, he right. get to get it
1: up quick enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that jump hook of his is a good enough weapon that I don't think, I don't think Dickerson could bother it mm-hmm. that much. I really don't. He He's, He's a big kid, but I, I don't think he's got that kind of length. He doesn't have like famous freak lengths. Mm. Um,
0: and it doesn't look like they're committed to digging or,
1: or doubling. No, they're not going to do that. They're going to, and, and I would play it the same way if I were them because it's been effective all year long. You know, they do a great job against two, so you figure, well, he's going to hold his own. Um, I definitely would be doing that, by the way, when Austin Davis is on the floor. They might need to think about getting those matchups because you know i don't think marble was playing against davis very much if at all not that i remember davis is a guy you can exploit a little bit he's strong but he's slow yeah he fouled out in nine minutes yeah so they there's a there's a possibility there that when he's on the court for his you know 10 12 minutes a night that you might have a shot at it Mm -hmm. you know or if they're in foul trouble again, as they were in this game in the first half, and they have to play Brandon Johns, well, you should be punishing Brandon Johns. Yeah. You know, so there's some things they can do better in the, on the blocks than they did, whether they will or not. Well, I've been crying about it all year long, but mostly to no avail. So mm-hmm. who knows? But...
0: Well, I mean, the good news is rod is, is after a game like this, you, you wish you could just say, uh, you could forget about it and do it over. Well, they actually right. can. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they, this. I mean, you just yeah. get to do it right again, go right back. I, for I it. think
1: you know my thought. and I haven't discussed this with Cam, but I think, given the circumstances, probably what we're going to do, what would make the most sense, is the the preview of Sunday's game. We just talked about these guys, of course, last night, and you just saw them. Yeah, so right. you don't have us to run through their stats again. We'll just do another set of keys. It'll be an abbreviated one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, you just, I, I would be interested to see, uh, cause again, we record these things right after the game. So we do not have the benefit of seeing Tom is post game uh, press conference. I'd be interested to see how he feels about it. If he feels like, um, his team could have played harder and with more toughness and didn't, mm-hmm. or, if he feels like hey they're giving me what they've got they just don't have very much in the tank right now we'll see if we can get get it refilled a little bit by sunday i don't know i could see it going either way mm. uh, but i i felt like it was a little more of the latter at least with the guys who really really matter you know i'm just i'm just not going to criticize Aaron Henry very much for a game like this
0: yeah you know? i mean they're clearly tired i mean there's no doubt
1: about it those guys have given everything they have and they just didn't have it tonight. And I think it's understandable, but, but you know, if you're Michigan state, and you're a proud program and you want to make a statement before this thing is over. Well, one way to do that would be to find a way. And they've lately, at least they've been doing that. Mm-hmm. So if you find a way to get that last reserve of energy to close this regular season out. And keep this thing competitive and give yourself a shot. Yeah. On senior day, by the way, you know, Josh Langford's last day. That's right. Almost, cer- yeah. almost certainly Aaron Henry's last day. There aren't a lot of senior days where Michigan State's lost. Mm-hmm. They're pretty rare. Oh, one more thing on that front. Oh, um, Yes. I don't know. I mean, I'm not being a Michigan fan. I can't swear to this. But I I don't know if I've ever seen one of their guys do that. You know, and I'm
0: pretty sure that was a little backhanded deal
1: there. What? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I guess I didn't go there immediately. I didn't go to, it was kind of a fuck you. I didn't go there. I went to, you know, people may or may not realize this. Isaiah livers was a Michigan state fan growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a variety of reasons, made the decision to go to Michigan instead of Michigan state. Um, but it, it occurred to me that maybe it was sincerely like he thought that was a great thing, thought it was cool, and just wanted to do it based on seeing it at MSU. I don't know that any other place in the country does it. You know, that's, yeah. that goes back to – that was Sean Respert who introduced that at Michigan State um, back in 1995. And um, it's a tradition that obviously we all know about. We're going to see Josh get a chance to do it. Um, he'll probably be, I'm sure he'll be the only one. Cause I don't think we don't typically see guys in Aaron's position, do it. Mm-hmm. Even though everybody kind of knows they're done. Um, but yeah, that was interesting to me with, with livers. I wonder if there'll be any commentary about that. You know, there's amazing, no way to know uh, yeah, like I what like his saying...
0: intent was, but I got the sense from the reaction from their bench, um, that they were kind of thought it was a clowning clowning move. You know the maybe. way they reacted, kind of like like maybe. like over over ridiculously laughing about it. You know, I mean,
1: well, that's maybe. just what I
0: saw. That's what I observed. Maybe you, it's might, not be, that, you
1: but... might be right. I can't I can't say you're. I certainly can't say you're wrong. I didn't take it that way. But but on the other hand, my thought was, if I was a Michigan person, I would be like, that's not our thing, man. Mm-hmm. No. Why, why, why do that? That's not what we do. You know, you're, 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 it looks kind of cheap. You're swiping somebody else's tradition, you know? Um, But you, maybe you're right. Maybe it was, and if it was, that'd be a really, really dumb thing to do. If Michigan state took it that way, that's a really, really dumb thing to do because you don't, you're in a great position. If you're Michigan, you don't need to do anything to, to give Michigan state more incentive. Tom is a guy who tends to make hay out of that shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you,
1: know? you don't want to do that. And I, I would be surprised if that was the case. I mean, livers knows a lot of the Michigan state kids very well. He played. I know he played AAU ball with foster lawyer for a year. Um, also with Xavier Tillman. Um, you know, he knows all these guys or a lot of them. Um, so I, I, and I'd never gotten the sense there was any bad blood there. Michigan state offered him, mm-hmm. you know, kind of late, but they did offer him. They, they just, he decided to go to Michigan. Um, and so I, I guess I'd be surprised by that, but you might be right. I, I, I mean, I feel
0: like there's been other times with livers here and there where we've had these kind of, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's, I, I, they the time that the Michigan football player, uh, Devin, uh, the, the linebacker, I
1: forget his name. Oh, no. Uh, oh, where Bush?
0: He, yeah, where Bush, he just went yeah. and started kicking on yes. the on the yes. thing. And then there was like a – he Livers had a tweet about that. some That kind of rubbed me the wrong way anyway. But okay. there's just been uh, a couple maybe... things that I've seen over the years from Livers that felt a little classless. So that's what, probably where my mind first went when I saw you it. You might
1: be right. I'm I'm certainly not gonna gonna say that there's no way you're absolutely wrong. I I just don't know enough, and you, I, I'm not even familiar with the tweet you're talking about. I certainly remember that incident. Yeah, uh, but you might be onto something. You might be onto something. It would be,
0: I, I'll I will. I mean, say to me, this, it's kind of typical have, Michigan behavior. That's how it, I.
1: Feel it would be, it. but here's here's the thing. If if it was that, um, man, that's your last moment in Chrysler Arena as a player yeah you end your career on a dig at the other guys that seems i mean if that if that were the case that would really i mean you want to talk about a michigan man move that would be it i guess i just <laughs> have not had that kind of impression of livers but um who knows i just yeah. thought even if even if i'm right i still thought it was strange it's like that's not your thing man yeah and and to the uh, to the point that I would think Michigan people would feel like that's not our thing,
0: right?
1: Don't do that. Yeah. So I know. anyway, onward and upward for Sunday all right, right. That's, well that's the only message sunday uh,
0: what time we got uh, we'll have a preview up for before that
1: we'll have a very quick a one very quick this one yeah it's gonna be a tease that, yeah <laughs>
0: this is grueling i talked to you rod more than i think that i talked to
1: my wife the last I, couple of weeks same Same. <laughs> i was thinking about that exact thing the other day about, it's not literally true but it's getting too close for comfort.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right well until next time the final four is not on schedule